dive into worship like that, how all of our concerns just sort of go away, isn't it? They just, they're just gone. I love that song, The Great I Am. What a, what a song. We're going to continue our study of the Roman road of salvation this morning. We, we, we stop, our stop last week was the first stop. And that first stop is Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, we looked at that last week, and, and, and I'll just uh, kind of recap for you. Remember, all means all. All of us have a sin problem. Every single one of us have a sin problem. And we, and, and we noticed that you can look at that, uh, that verse from two, uh, two ends of the spectrum. You are not never too far gone. Because no matter what your sin is or has been, you've just done what everybody else has done, which is sin. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have those that say, well, I'm, I'm okay. I, I haven't committed, I haven't murdered anybody. And I, you know, I think, I, I think the good in my life outweighs the bad. And here's your problem. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so it doesn't matter whether you think you're okay. You're not. We all have a sin problem. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so our second stop on the Roman road is Romans chapter 6, verse 23. You read it earlier. So as we study today, I want you to keep in mind that when it talks about sin and when it talks about death being the, the wages of sin, that is all of us. Because all means all. All means everyone. All means every single one of us. So let's read Romans chapter 6. We're just going to read verses 22 and 23. They are up here behind me. Starting in verse 22. But now, since you have been set free from sin and have been, become enslaved to God, you have your fruit which results in sanctification, and the outcome is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So let's look first at the context here. Now, I've said this many times, Romans is a very complete theology of who Christ is and what he's done for us. And so Augustine and Martin Luther and John Wesley and, and so many of the early church fathers and early church leaders have, have understood who Christ is and what Christ has done and what that means for us from the book of Romans. The book of Romans is incredibly complete in its theology. So it's a great place for us to look. Now, in the immediate context here, Paul is talking about my favorite subject. And if, you have, if you've been in this church any length of time, you know my favorite subject is new life in Christ. New life in Christ. We are not the same. We are, we have not, we are not who we were before we came to Christ. We have new life in Christ. And that's, that's, uh, that's my favorite. If you've ever been here uh, when I'm testing my mic, instead of just standing up here saying test, 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 one, two, three, I say two verses. I say Galatians 2.20, and I say 2 Corinthians 5.17. For I've been crucified with Christ. 
It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loves me and gave himself for me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new has come. New life. That's our context for these verses. We have new life in Christ. So what does this say about God? Well, it says that God is the giver of eternal life. God gives eternal life. Now, I want you to notice that it's a gift of God. It isn't something we earn. It isn't something we work for. It isn't something that, that if you pile up enough good stuff, you get. It's a gift of God. God is the giver of eternal life. It also says that God gives us a choice. You know, in, in Deuteronomy, uh, I think the, ver- the, the, the reference is there. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 says, I set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life. God has always allowed us a choice. God allows you a choice. Sin and death, life and Christ. Your choice. God has allows, uh, God gives us that choice. It also says that, that God is the decider of sin and righteousness. Now, here's the part where we struggle because this is, this is the job we want. I want to decide what's right and what's wrong. I want to decide what's sin and what's not. I want to decide that what I think is righteous and what I think is unrighteous. And the problem is, I'm not God. God has already decided this. Now, <clears throat> we, we, we struggle with this, but if you, if you really consider it, this is great news because it means we can just look and see. We don't have to decide. We don't have to struggle with it, what's right and what's wrong because we can just look it up. And we can find out. God is the decider of, right, of sin and of righteousness. And it says that Christ sets us free from sin. You may not think that you were ever a slave to sin, but you were. And possibly today, I don't know where you are, so you might be still a slave to sin today. There is a choice you can make to not be a slave to sin any longer, to be a servant of Christ. We don't like the idea of slavery. We don't like the idea of, of even being sla- called a slave of God. But we have the choice of being a slave to sin or a servant of God. But you are one or the other. Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So what does this say about us? It says that we have eternal life in Christ. Eternal life in Christ. 1 John says it this way in verse five, or chapter 5, verse 12. It says, the one who has the Son has life. The one who does not have the Son does not have life. This passage here is just about as plain. You have in Christ eternal life. Nowhere else. No other way. It is in Christ. It does not talk about religion here. It does not talk about denominations here. What it talks about is Christ. In Christ, 
you have eternal life and only in Christ. And it says that we are set free. Set free. We are free to be servants of God. We are set free from our sin and, and, and free to be servants of Christ. Set free. So what do we need to do? We need to choose Christ. We need to choose Christ and life, not sin and death. Our choice. You have to decide that for yourself. Your parents can't do it for you. Your, your brothers and sisters can't do it for you. Grandma can't do it for you. You have to make the choice between Christ and life or sin and death. We must choose Christ. And then we need to apply this, this power that we have in Christ to our lives every day. We apply this choice because all of us get tempted to sin. Every single one of us are tempted to sin. When we are tempted, we can either say, in Christ, that is not who I am, or we can falter. We have the power in Christ to, stay, to, to, to beat sin because who we are in Christ changes. We are a new creation. So let's look at this phrase by phrase. For the wages of sin is death. You know, the, the term wages, it's, it, it's interesting that, uh, that he uses this term, wages, because we tend to think more in terms of a stipend. We tend to think that if I sin my whole life, at the end of that, I'm going to get the, the result. I'm going to get hell. I'm going to get punishment. I'm going to, no, but wages are paid on a regular basis. And so the wages of sin are paid on a regular basis. We die and decay a little bit more every time we sin. Every single time. The wages are paid out just like they were to a Roman soldier at this time. They were paid out by the week. Then, at the, then after they took a city, then they could take the spoils of, the, of that war. And so there was a little bit of pay here along the way and then a big payoff at the end. And that's how wages work. That's how sin works. Sin decays us and makes us die a little bit more and more and more every day. It pays out while we're sinning. But so does eternal life. Eternal life pays out also. <clears throat> because as soon as we make the choice, as soon as we choose Christ, eternal life begins. And it begins in us, and it begins to empower us to live this life. And so, in this life, the more we focus on Christ, the greater our eternal life becomes in us. The less decay, the less dying we become. Because we are focused on Christ. Because we are focused in on the eternal life that we have. The wages of sin is death. But the wages of, of the choice of Christ is eternal life. And they both begin at the choice. But the gift of God is eternal life. I want you to notice it's a gift again. We are given this by God. It is not about what you do. It is not about who you are. 
It is about who Christ is and what Christ has done. So it, it, it's, you don't earn your way there. You don't, you don't pile up enough religious activity. You don't pile up enough good works helping people. You don't pile up enough of anything. It's about a choice for Christ. And when you make that choice for Christ, you choose life. And the gift of God is given. Not earned, given. Hebrews 6.19 tells us that we're anchored in heaven, in the inner sanctuary. I want you to think about that. And I've talked about it before, but it's such a beautiful picture that we are anchored in heaven. That means we are anchored forward and up. Now you think of an anchor that, and, and you think of down and behind you, right? To keep you from going someplace. We are anchored in heaven. As soon as we make this choice, as soon as we say yes to Christ, then we are anchored in heaven. So we are pulled, we are drawn forward and up for the rest of our life. Eternal life begins because we are then anchored there. So we are drawn to Christ. We are drawn forward and up. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is an exclusive promise. Eternal life does not come by any other means. It is exclusive to those who are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, I've said this before as well, but we, uh, we have this, we have separated in our modern time, we've separated the idea of Christ as Savior and Christ as Lord. If he is not your Lord, he's not your Savior either. You can't, you can't bifurcate Christ and say he's my Savior but not my Lord. He is your Savior and Lord, or he's neither. This says, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Christ being Messiah, the Savior, and Lord. All in one, one simple sentence. Our Lord is added here, because, probably because of the context. Think about, he's, he said we're slaves to sin, or we're slaves to God, and so who is your master? Sin or Christ? Who, do you, who, who causes you to act, sin or Christ? What dominates your thoughts, sin or Christ? Christ Jesus, our Lord, in him we have eternal life. We no longer pay the wages of sin. Now, as, as I said earlier, I, I, I know none of us like the idea of being called a slave. None of us like the idea of, of thinking that we're, we're bound to anything, but, but understand that we have the choice. We are either bound to sin and slaves of sin, or we are bound to Christ and servants of God. There is no other choice. There is no gray area. There's no fence to sit on. We, it, 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 it's simply one or the other. You make that choice. And so you are bound to God, you are bound to Christ by choice. It's not as if God comes down and says, you are going to be my servant. No, we make a decision to, in Christ and we, are, we become his servant. We are bound to God by our choice in Christ Jesus. 
So this is the second stop on the Roman road because we, we, we first had to see that we had a sin problem. We had to admit our sin problem. And our sin problem is that every one of us, all means all, every one of us have sin. Every one of us falls short of the glory of God. And so having admitted that, in the first stop, Romans 3.23, now this says what our problem results in. This gives us the consequences of our choices. Every parent in here has told their kids that, that choices have consequences, right? Every one of us have said that to our kids, probably more than once. <laughs> our choices do indeed have consequences. We choose death and sin, or we choose life in Christ. We choose Christ so that we have life. So we see we have a sin problem. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And this is the consequences of that sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Make your choice. So what's the comfort and the challenge of this passage? The comfort is... Honestly, it's a comfort that God has already chosen right and wrong. That's not on us. You don't have to. You don't have to decide whether it's right or wrong. You can just look it up. You can just see. God's decided sin and righteousness. He's decided right and wrong. And so those that choose him have eternal life. Eternal life that begins at the choice. As soon as we surrender to Christ eternal life begins. It begins in us, and it begins to work in us and through us. The wages of sin is death. Wages are paid a little at a time. We are decaying from sin. If you have any question about how our world is decaying from sin, watch the news. Our world is decaying and dying from sin but we have the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. So the challenge of this passage is letting Christ be Lord. It's letting that choice, applying that choice every day, maybe several times a day. I choose life, I choose Christ, and therefore I don't do, who I am in Christ doesn't do those things. It isn't just about trying to mitigate sin behavior. <laughs> It's about new life in Christ. It's about being a new creation. It's about you being someone who you have never been before. You plus Christ. In Christ, we are new. And so I think we make this choice consistently. We make a choice. There's a point in our life where we surrender to Christ. But then as life goes on, I think we continue to make this choice. We continue to, to apply this choice to our life, to the decisions that we're making. We continue to apply this choice to, to our thought process, to our, our actions, to our reactions, to everything we do. We have to continue to apply this choice. That, I think, is the challenge. So here's our second stop on the Roman road. First stop for all of sin to fall short of the glory of God. All means all. All of us have a sin problem. The second stop, the wages of sin is death. 
But the gift of God is eternal life in, Jesus, in, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Have you decided? Choose life. Choose Christ. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. Because you need to make that choice. As I said earlier, I can't make it for you. Your parents can't make it. Your brother and sister can't make it. Your family can't make it. You have to choose. Will you choose life and Christ? It's as simple as a prayer, and you can just pray along with me in your own words. Say, God, I know that I have sin in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. And I believe that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I have paid the wages of my sin. In my life, I'm decaying. I've died a little. But I'm going to trust that Christ took the cross, took my penalty to the cross. And so I'm going to, I ask you to give me the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus, my Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, you need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Elbow your neighbor, let them know. Maybe this morning you know Christ, but if you look back over the last week or two weeks or month, you realize it's been about your plan, your name, your desire. It hasn't been about Christ's name, Christ's plan, Christ's desire. Will you take a moment right now and reaffirm your choice of life and Christ. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you, Father, that because we know, we see it. We see the decay and the death that sin has brought. But we thank you that we can choose life in Christ. We trust that Christ died in our place to give us life. Help us to apply that choice every day. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.